What's up, everyone? Welcome to Damn That's Good with Big Selena's Barbecue. I'm your host, uh, Randy Salinas, of course, joined by my co-host, Junior Salinas. Uh, this is episode 31. Uh, we got a good, fun episode going coming out for you. Uh, let's just get this party started, like always. Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh Beautiful day here. Folks are joining us on YouTube. You'll see I'm wearing the barbecue broker hat. Uh, he mail calls, sent it in there. So uh, thanks to him, Randy, I got yours uh, on standby. So when I next time I see you, I'll take it to you. Uh, nice, comfortable hat. So uh, go check him out, the barbecue broker uh, on Facebook and stuff, and get your hat today. We got an episode here. I've got some questions I've got for Randy since uh, that I've developed here. So let's get to it. But first, thank you to the sponsors, which are Holy Smoke Spice Company, Brothers Keepers Barbecue, Prairie Fresh, Meat Hugger, and Mad Cow Cutlery. Uh, be sure to check them all out. Give their stuff a try. Uh, and of course, you know, we're just going to dive right into our small business shout outs. Uh, mine, I'm going to shout out to the barbecue store uh, in Hempstead, Texas. Be sure to go if you're in Houston area, swing by the barbecue store. Um, if not, you know, you can order online. If you're new to the competition scene and you don't want to flip back and forth, check out their website because they have all the cook-offs for the month listed up there. Um, so be sure to check out the barbecue store on Facebook, Instagram, the website, hop in the store. Uh, that's my barbe- That's my small business. Shout out. Juno, you know what you got? Well, I got something special today. It's EM Specialties LLC. Uh, basically, if you can imagine putting your logo on anything, a hat, a shirt, a koozie, whatever, they can do it for you. They will take good care of you. Located out of Rockwall, Texas. All you got to do is tell them, good friend of mine, Autumn Williams, just tell them, you want to talk to Autumn Williams, and she will take care of you. Tell them you heard it from Junior with Damn That's Good with Big Selena's Barbecue on the podcast, and she will take very good care of you. That's emspecialtiesllc.com. Go check them out. Go get those jackets, hoodies, sweaters, shirts, socks, whatever you can think of that you want your logo on to sell to others. Hit them up. Get it out there because the more you put your brand out there, the better off you're going to be. And that's what I got. Yep. Be sure to check out the barbecue broker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got a hat. Hey, maybe he. I've been trying to help. I'm trying to send him the way. No, but like I said, go check it out. Remember Autumn Williams. That's who you need to talk to, and she will take very good care of you. So, but we got to let's get it going. End of the episode. Things are heating up. Uh, you got the trailer all set up, all ready to go. It's look, I'm sure you're still going to add some more cosmetic things to it, but the biggest thing is you got it inspected. You got it all taken care of. So that way there's no incidents like before and we're all moving forward. Now you've got, so you're moving forward. They're going to be moving. You got the first competition coming up. When? Uh, we are going to be in Weatherford on the 18th and 19th. Uh, it's going to be a Lone Star Barbecue uh, cook-off. It's a state championship, so if you're near uh, Fort Worth area, Weatherford, um, or if you just want to 
come down there and compete. Um, you know, I think the guys said uh, last year they gave out first place meats. You know, brisket, chicken, ribs was twelve hundred dollars for first place. Uh, this is certainly uh, guarantee at least ten thousand dollar payout. More teams you have up there, the more money we're going to get uh, for the cooks. Uh, so definitely come out and uh, compete, especially if you're new. Um, you're more than welcome to, uh, you know, sit up next to us, and we'll definitely help you out as much as we can because, uh, you know, we're going to be trying to compete as well, trying to, uh, you know, see what we can do, hopefully come out with some good calls. Uh, that's going to be the first cook-off after that. Uh, with the meat prices and gas prices, I, I don't know. After that, <laughs> but that's the thing that's it's changing everybody's mind. The meat prices, gas goes up. I, it happens to be ten to twenty cents a day. Uh, I put in gas in uh, Monday. Went to go had to get my old change. Put in gas at three fifty nine. Went and this was near Eden's daycare. When I got back to pick her up that afternoon, it was three. 89. It went up 30 cents in a matter of hours uh, from there. But uh, he was right going back to the cook-off. If you are new, definitely go set us up by that. If not, we usually know a lot of teams that are out there. Everyone is usually really uh, good at helping you. If you said, hey, this is my first time doing it. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Or what's some tips you can give me? Don't hesitate to ask us or anybody else. If you're afraid, We'll go up there with you and ask some people today because uh, we definitely want to encourage you to come out there again and again uh, and help build this sport up uh, even better. Because uh, he is right. The more people are out there, the more money you have, the better you can see how much your uh, cook is and how good, just how good you are or how, what you need help with. So. Uh, you never know. We've seen some people go out there the first time win grand champion right off the bat. So <laughs> it's it's interesting to see uh, from there. But is it in the same place as the last time that we went? Yeah, it's in the same place, that, uh, that part. Okay. I'll probably be up there. Like you said, I don't know if it's going to be Friday night, depending on what, what we go on with, uh, whether or not the RB goes out there or not, or early Saturday for sure, uh, I'll be out there. Uh, and these things are usually rain or shine. I mean, if it's snowing or sleeting, which it's supposed to this weekend, I don't know what next weekend looks like. Hopefully it's better we, uh, for us, then we will uh, usually we'll be out there. So don't let the little rain or anything slow you down. But So questions, questions, questions. It was brought to the attention. I was at, curious. Uh, listening to the podcast, the Barbecue Life podcast yesterday, and they he was talking about a competition where he just kind of screwed the pooch. He was not happy with his cook at all in any category. Have you ever had one of those? Where you just were so upset, like, what did I do? This all tastes like trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kind of happens uh, for me mostly, you know, when there's a layoff, you know, when I think in Terrell this last year when we were there, uh, I remember telling you and Derek, this brisket, this brisket sucked. It fell apart. Um, definitely not, was not one of my best cooks. I uh, was disappointed and we didn't get a call on ribs or chicken. Um, I knew that was pretty much it. Our only hope was pretty much beans for the day. Uh, and lo and behold, you know, 10th place brisket call comes up and you're like, hey, 
I'll take it. I don't know how, but I'll take it. Uh, you know, sometimes you kind of, you, you as a cook hate it, especially, you know, if you know um, you're capable of something, something better. Uh, but, you know, there's always something kind of going, goes wrong. And you kind of have to just run with it and uh, try to turn things around and just turn in the best that you can and hope for the best. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. Uh, there, I know we've been to a couple, just to turn the flip side of it, that we've been to where you've, we've thought, wow, this is awesome. Have you had one where you just felt, man, we nailed it in all three of them, but we didn't get a call at all? Uh, yeah, there's been some cookouts that we've done that. Um, I can't remember which one, which one it was. I know there's always some where always, you know, oh, this is the best we've ever cooked, and I know you got that superstition. All of that, you say, yeah, that's it. That's just your superstition. <laughs> Me, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> now, I'm gonna tell you, that's the best that I, best that I've done. That's the best that I've done. Uh, you know, it's the best that we cook. We may love it, best we've ever eaten, but the judges may have just. You know, that want something, you know, that candy sweet or, you know, something hot. You just have, you never know. You just kind of mercy, mercy of the judges. That is true. The one that comes to mind, I would say, would be the Ennis one when we were in Ennis. We, those ribs, the brisket, the chicken, I thought we nailed it on all of them. We were, I don't think, I, I wasn't looking for necessarily, let's, oh, this is number one. I was looking at, let's get some final tables. Again, especially with that kind of competition that was there. Uh, and it wasn't, it just didn't hit it on any of them, like if I remember correctly, it's been a couple of years. Uh, but those were some of the best ones. And yeah, ever since then, I've got the superstition where if dad or I say it, then we've just kind of screwed the pooch. Now that hasn't, it's just a superstition. It has, we, we've said it in the past and have won in the past. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens from there moving forward. But for sure, any so uh, typical with the competition, all three, uh, things and the beans correct are, are they they're doing anything else at this weatherford competition uh, i think they're doing mac and cheese uh they're doing the steak uh i think the chef's choice um i think it's what they're doing uh, the only thing i've kind of signed up so far is just for uh the meats and the beans you did the chef's choice one time didn't you with this one yeah. you did the texas we did the Texas Twinkies and won first place. Won first place on it. Yeah. They were, I remember turning that one in and their mouths were already drooling water in it. Uh, and that's the key, too. It's got to look good in the box. Because, uh, like I said, you know, you go to a restaurant, same thing. It's got to look good when it goes to your plate because the first thing you eat eat it with is with your eyes. Uh, if you're looking at it and you kind of snarl at it, it's probably not going to be that great. Uh, once you bite into it, uh, you've kind of already made that judgment. So uh, we'll see from there. But it uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, you haven't decided whether you're taking the RV, the trailer, both? Yeah, we haven't decided yet. We're <laughs> taking the the trailer for sure. Um, I'm not sure about the RV or not. Uh, just because of the gas prices. 
Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, two trucks, an hour and a half drive potentially from where y'all are at. Um, gonna run you some money just in gas alone, um, for sure. Maybe they should do that a pot where everybody pitches in and then a drawing for it or something gives people some gas cards or something uh, for these competitions to price. Cause I can imagine that it can't be too many people going out there with gas prices in the $4 range for the cheap gas. Uh, diesel's already going to hit closer to five. So it's, it's climbing pretty quick. Uh, anything else you got regarding the competition? Uh, no, I mean, of course, we'll always, I'll have my sauces and rubs up there with me in the trailer. So definitely, if you want some, come by and um, hit me up or just message us and say, hey, I want to um, place an order and pick it up there. And, you know, we'll definitely put it aside. Um, you know, so what, like I said, well, I always kind of carry that with me now in the, in the trailer and the truck uh, when we go to a cook-off. So we'll always have that. Um, well, that's pretty much it for I me. Mean, cook-offs. I mean, next next episode we'll kind of dive in to see how you know, I'll see how we did uh, or how bad we did. <laughs> it's going to be one of the two. <laughs> It'll be one of the two. It might be a little bit of both, good and bad, but uh, that it is the key. So uh, I know the key, like they were saying, in some of it is just to be confident what you turned in. Uh, that's that's part of it. And hey, if it's not looking great, turn it in because you never know. You might just get lucky, be on the right table at the right time, uh, and, and get through and make a final table or even a top ten or even maybe higher. Who knows? May may take it may get first in that category. But yep, let's never know. take a, let's take a quick break here, uh, and then we will be right back with some more of the podcast. That's right. On this week's episode, we have. Welcome back. We're here to find out if Dean will choose which hard sci-fi film he loves the best. Will he choose Raised by Wolves or will he choose The Foundation? I don't know what year it is. I don't know what episode. Last few days have been a blur. Space and time are losing its grip on me. But if you're hearing this, that can only mean one thing. Find out now on the good vibes. Crawl and roll and pose and never take me alive. So I don't know if the foundation. Wow. Just really good show. Uh, huge fan of that just lee pace is amazing in that show i cannot 
express to you how good of a villain he is. Mm. I mean, as like a, a fleshed out villain, not just like Guardians of the Galaxy villain. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very, it's the foundation is very good, but. All right. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. As we hit here, we're going to dive into the, that backyard cook. I know I was in the market for a new uh, grill, uh, looking charcoal grill. I uh, was looking around, tried to do some looking this weekend, got kind of tied up in a couple other things. Uh, I know our, our parents were out there, but they're out there looking for a, back, a new grill. Uh, so let's go into that and what you're looking for in that grill. Do you know what they're looking for in the grill that they want to buy? Being our parents, that is. Because me, I'm looking for just a charcoal grill. I've got gas that runs into the house, so I can buy, I've got a grilling thing, or I can go get a cast iron pan and basically, to me, cancel out and do a uh, propane that way. Uh, I don't need to go outside for it. There's something still about being outside, drinking a beer, all this other stuff that's great. Uh, so I'm looking for more of a charcoal grill. I'm looking more at the Weber kettles, uh, something I could do some hamburgers with, but then I can also do some indirect heat and do some smoking uh, with that as well. Uh, do you know what kind of grill mom and dad were looking at? I think they're looking at like a combination of a gas grill and charcoal. Uh, I know they brought up uh, a, a pellet grill um, that had a smoker, uh, like an oven or something on it. It was like three, a three-in-one combo. I think it's by Pit Boss uh, from Walmart. I'm not uh, sure exactly on what they're going to end up getting. I know they're still kind of pricing because, you know, grills right now are uh, kind of high. I think the one they were talking about was like five hundred dollars. But their grill, they're gonna be buy, they're gonna be buying it. You know, I'll be cooking on it most of the time anyway. <laughs> that's uh, my thing. Is <laughs> why don't they just go? What can he? And that's one thing I want us to say. Why can't I know he does go out there and cook? Because there's days uh, you're you're working late and he wants to cook something. So. He'll go out there and fire it up, and that's kind of what he uses the propane for. Is, uh, it's quick, it's easy, yeah. uh, but to me, you know, I like the char. I've been getting back into the charcoal thing and the hamburger and a steak. To me, just take, you know, it takes a little longer, yes, but like I said, you can have a few beers, enjoy the out outdoors a little bit, and then still cook and then go back in and enjoy it and eat uh, and all that stuff. So, yeah, he, I know he said something about a pellet, half pellet grill, half I think propane is what he said. I never heard. I don't know. Um, but with him, you got to just take it with a grain of salt with what he, he's looking at uh, for sure. Um, but what is, what would you, if you, I know you have your barrel smokers and stuff for your smoking. If you had to get just a grill, what would you get? Uh, I'd probably just get like a, a charcoal grill. Um, you know, like a Weber, Weber kettle. Um, I mean, I use the that the gas, char, you know, the char griller, got yeah, the gas um, sometimes, especially, you know, when it's uh, really cold and you don't want to light the coals, you just want something, you know, cook something real, real quick. Um, definitely comes in handy, um, you know, but definitely probably just like a, 
charcoal grill or the Weber kettle, you know, maybe the Walmart special, um, you know, just for the time being. Uh, I think they'll probably, they'll for sure will go with the, with the combo. I think they, they just like the luxury of being able to have the luxury of propane and, you know, when you need it uh, and still have the ability to charcoal on one grill. Correct, and that's. I think you 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 hit it right on the the, the nail on the head, uh, right there, is just that luxury of being able to say, "Hey, I did this," or "Hey, I can do this," um, and it'd be done with from there. Uh, I was let's see, it, and that's kind of what I was looking at too. I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I can go do a grill and and uh, see if it'll let me do some things and." you know, quickly throw the propane on there and be still be outside or do the charcoal. I know it takes a little bit longer, a little bit more than he would like, uh, but uh, it's definitely good. I know there's some things you can buy for the, like I said, I've been really looking at the Weber kettle for myself. Um, that is basically, it will hold your charcoal and your wood little pellet, you know, if you want to do some wood things mm-hmm. on there as well, in these little like crates or two uh almost little crates and then you can spread them apart or you can push them together push them to one side or the other to do your indirect heat so uh and i was looking at those at amazon uh for like 22 bucks 23 bucks so uh there's those things i mean there's a lot of accessories with the weber kettles or any other grill for for that matter just gotta do your research on it uh for sure but what What's your must-have? Like, what's one thing you're looking for in a grill? Like, if I was in the market for it? If you were in the market for a grill. Like, because I know, like I said, you have theirs that you'll use. Um, but then you have your smokers that you can still do. I mean, I guess you could technically do it. would be a little overkill to do some hamburgers on it. But you technically could. Uh, but it's more for smoking for that indirect kind of flavor. Uh, but what's if you're looking at just take the barrels out, you were looking, what would you want from there? Like what would be your grill if you could only have one? Uh, I mean, I'm not picky, man. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I'm, I was willing to go to a cook off, you know, with a couple of what the Walmart $20 grills to. Uh, you know, help cook some chicken on it. Um, you know, so I'm not, I, I'm not picky on it. Uh, my thing is just price wise, I don't want to pay an arm and a leg for it. Um, but you know, I want to be able to have the capability of doing multiple things on it. You know, whether it's grilling, um, smoking, whatever, whatever it is, just kind of being able to do different, different things, different cooks with it on one. Um, you know just having that luxury of doing multiple types of things on it. Gotcha. Uh, for your outdoor cooking, as we get to that, that spot and stuff, how much easier is it for you to start it with the chimney starter type of deal that you have? It's a it's a lot easier because you can get it. Uh, you can light 
the coals, you know, you can walk away. Um, when, you know, when you come back 10, 15 minutes, you're, it's ready to dump in there. Um, and you're ready to, you know, go with it. Uh, versus, you know, when you put the put them down in the bottom of a charcoal, um, you know, on the, on the grill, and light them there, um, you kind of have to wait for it all kind of to spread. So you may have some hot spots here and there. Um, you know, because in the middle, depending on where you light it, it that's going to go out real quick versus the, the other side. So I'm trying to, you know, place catch up, um, which is good if you're going to do, um, you know, like the snake method on, you know, the Weber kettle or something. Uh, but yeah, I prefer the, the chimney starter when it comes to using the charcoal grill. It's just a lot, a lot quicker to get it, to get it hot. So you don't have to wait around 30, 40 minutes to to cook. How do you do? How do you? What's your recommendations uh, when you people are starting it? Do you? I know you have a certain way you stack it in there, and then you stack your. I think you have little tumblers, or some, I forget what the, you, they're called right off the top of my head that yep. you started with. What's your the kind of method? Tumbleweeds. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just kind of fill it up depending on um, on how much I'm, you know, how much we're cooking, how long we're going to cooking for. Uh, I'll fill it up, um, or halfway at least, and just put a, a tumbleweed down in the bottom of it, light it, put it over the top, and just walk away and let it let it go. Because uh, once the once the tumbleweed catches the bottom on fire, it's gonna work its way up, and then they're all kind of get you know that um, that white red hot, which is what you want, and then you those are ready to dump right on the rest of the coals, and then you got your perfect you know. Uh, your grill's ready, your, you know, your smoker's ready, whatever you're cooking on is right, ready to rock and roll um, as soon as you put it in there. And then you can throw in, you know, if you want to throw in some wood chunks or wood chips, whatever the case may be, is you can put all that in right after to kind of give it some extra flavor. So you would add your wood chunks after you get your coals hot. Mm -hmm. So you would put those actually within your grill or whatever. Good, good, good. And of course, when you're doing that, be safe with that. Uh, do you now? I see it. You do it. You'll start it on the. You'll start it on your pet. I mean, on your barrel smokers when you're at your competitions or something. And that's obviously for safety, correct? Or is it just in case it falls down or what? Yeah, when I'm at a, when I'm using the barrels, I'll fill it up, I'll fill the basket all the way up, and then. then I'll put one down in the bottom, light it, uh, wait for a little bit of smoke to come out, and then I'll, you know, put it all on the bottom, put the basket in the bottom, leave everything no, I mean, open. Like when you start it, where do you place your chimney starter? Do you place it back onto yeah, your Yeah, I don't, room? when I use it, when I'm at a cookout, I don't use a chimney starter. I just light the actual, ba the, in the basket. In the basket, okay. Because there's like that much gap between the bottom of the basket and the, the charcoal. So it's kind of the same method. I just kind of put it, the tumbleweed right in the middle of it and it's ready, you know, it'll catch and then you just drop it, let it come up to temperature, shut everything down, you know, get it to the temperature you want and then you're good to go. There it is. Gotcha. Some people I've seen do it on top, which I've done it that way. I just prefer to do it the, the other way, lighting from the bottom. Well, heat rises so it 
that would make sense on the bottom because yeah, I'm looking at pictures on it again, just on, on Amazon and stuff, uh, looking different. They have obviously thousands and probably thousands of different variations of these things uh, instead of the circular tube, which is more like what you see that baskets and uh, like the basket, big old basket ones that the come in the uh, smoker and the barrel smokers. Uh, yeah, there's usually a gap on there and then you just kind of stick your lighter or whatever on the bottom, yep. light your starter and let it kind of go to town from there but uh like i said i know when you're placing it now you've you you get your coals ready you've got it in your basket your chimney starter you're you've lit it you light it on the grills what i'm i guess what i'm saying so that way it's not just on the ground correct yeah if i'm on concrete i'll dump it on concrete uh okay. like when we go to weatherford i'll probably put in a couple uh, of concrete bricks um and take those, and I was kind of use those as the kind of um, the fire, Starter. just to kind of manage it. Um, okay. Just so I can place it in there, um, light it, let it come up a little bit, and then dump it in there or drop it down. Um, just so that way it doesn't catch, you know, the grass doesn't catch on fire. We don't need to start no fires, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then what's kind of looking at it, and that's just the key, and that's just, I mean, that's step one. Uh, or, you know, a, a couple is getting your fire started, getting those coals started. Uh, we don't like light, lighter fluid. I was looking at a video. I posted it on Facebook, on my Facebook page, the Junior Salinas on Facebook. And it was a guy basically using a whole bottle of lighter fluid on it and how dangerous that can be. So mm -hmm. um, this is why we they have the chimney starters. They have these tumbleweeds that you can buy pretty much anywhere. They sell charcoal. They'll usually will sell this on that same aisle. Uh, or you can hit up the barbecue store online and they'll send it to you. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your own house. Let it get delivered to you uh, from there. And they'll definitely send you the right stuff. And uh, you can always call them and ask questions if you need questions and stuff. Or hit us up and we'll help you out as well. Uh, but get that fire started when you get your you get your stuff and then you get your meat on there. We'll, we'll have a question on that. But what about maintenance? What do you do? Okay. And, and this is where people, I guess, need to learn their grills. You've made your hamburgers. Let's say your hot dogs, your brisket, your ribs, whatever. You still have the fire still going. The coals are still hot. What do we do to start from that point to maintaining that grill? and keeping your coals that because obviously coals are going expensive. So you don't want to save it. So what do you do right after you're done cooking your meat? Uh, usually I just let it go. Um, Cause usually we have, you know, we I, I'll like, I'll use the lump charcoal um, when I'm grilling. Um, but certainly, you know, when you get done, you can certainly close everything off with the, get all the oxygen inside. Um, let the fire die down and everything. Um, come back, you know, next day, next morning. Um, you know, hours later after the the coals are, you know, burnt out, and then you can take all the ash out. Uh, you know, you clean any kind of grease down there, um, and you can take those coals, and then you can definitely reuse them because a lot of them will be able you will be able to use them, um, you know, two or three times depending on how quick you're cooking. Um, you just kind of, you just have to get the ash out um, off of them. Um, 
you know, veering the drum. I just kind of take it and bang it in over the trash can um, to get all the ash to come down. Um, or the small pieces to get and just, you know, throw those away. Um, you know, and you know, that's it. Um, you know, just kind of clean, clean your grill out. You know, and most people don't want to, you know, say don't clean your grill, don't clean your smoker. Um, definitely clean it. You don't want build up all the time. Um, certainly, you don't want to leave the grease down in there because if you get too much grease in there, um, you're going to catch, you know, you're going to have a grease fire. And definitely when you go to clean it out eventually, you're going to have a lot of black smoke come out. We've seen that a time or two. Um, you know, one out of cook-off, one out of a family function. You know, so it happens. Um, so definitely clean clean everything out. Um, you know, there's no no shame in on, on it. I clean out my smoker every time um, to yeah. get all the grease out, any kind of buildup on there. Um, you know, if you have leftover meat kind of hanging on there, um, you know, clean all that out, get, you know, get it ready for the next cook so that we don't have to come back because you leave it sitting there, especially in the heat. Uh, all that kind of stuff will sit there. And when it, you go a week or two without using it, when you go to open that door, you may see mold in there. Um, so you're going to want to clean everything out, get, re- get it ready for the next cook, even if, you know, next cook's not, you know, until a week later, a uh, month later, whatever the case may be. BS just get it right for the next cut. For sure. And that's some good maintenance. I'm sorry I was laughing in the background. Uh, because yeah, I remember that grease fire um, that we had to actually burn off in order to finish cooking some stuff uh on it. Um, because it just was it it he was they were doing a lot of cooking, a lot of cooks here and there, you know, catering, this and that. So, you know, it's easy to forget to just clean your grill out that grease that sits there has nowhere to go. Um, if you don't lose, you know, some of the things will have a pan a little, uh, at the bottom, pull it out. The grease will come out a lot of like the Weber kettles and stuff. It just sits right there. So you imagine if you forget to do it, you drop your fresh coals or fire, you know, boom, it may not happen right away. You'll close it to let the temperature go up. You'll go up, and then you'll have a flame ball. Uh, so it can be very dangerous, especially in the backyard, because you're usually near the house, near your house or apartment. Uh, well, most apartments won't let you, but uh, you're you're there. So definitely take the time, clean it out uh, for for sure. Now you do you Randy is, and he's very good at it. Like he'll have the competition, and then he'll get up that Sunday get him some food in his belly and he'll go right out there and clean it uh, and get it over with unless um, it's super rainy, but usually then he'll wait the next day. He won't use it until he's cleaned it out. So take a few moments to clean it. Now, when you're cleaning your grill, the actual grate, do you use anything to clean that with like a brush or do you just let the heat kind of do it or, or what? Your uh, yeah. I'll, great, why, yeah. Why it's hot. I'll take a brush and kind of, Scrape off any kind of uh, leftover on there. Uh, and the char grill, those grates are kind of real good. You don't have a lot of buildup on it. Um, but you just want to kind of get everything off. Um, and then, of course, that's when I'll shut everything down. Because, um, I mean, it's a lot easier to clean when it's hot versus when it's cold. It just sticks. Correct. Uh, when it gets hot, everything's easier to, to come off because that heat will, the heat will kind of help it. Um, you know, 
people don't like using brushes, you can use a, you know, get you an onion, use an onion, uh, whatever you, whatever you want. Uh, just, you know, like I said, maintain it, clean it. Um, cause you don't want any kind of leftover nasty stuff on there. Cause it's just going to make your food taste bad. Um, and like I said, there's no shame in cleaning it. Don't listen to people on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook saying, no, don't clean it. It's a sin. Salt and pepper only is <laughs> anything, you know, don't spritz, whatever. Don't use no binders. Do you do you however the as long as you and your family are, are eating it and you're satisfied, that's the only thing that matters. Um, you know, and everybody else just it does it doesn't matter what what they think, as long as you and your family are happy. There it is right there. As long as you're happy with your cook, uh, then you're good. But definitely clean it. Now, I know some people, I've known some people that they won't use a brush, they won't clean it, but they'll put foil down on it every time, a couple layers of foil, so, uh, and then they're, they have to let the heat get up a little higher to do the foil, so, because they're afraid of the steel brush and one of them breaking off and getting it into food, but it kind of hits the point I was telling these people that if you do it right when you're done with your cook, it's gonna, it's gonna knock off you're going to knock it off and then you can go back once it's cool. And if you want to take it off, take the, take it out, take the water hose and clean it. You can, which is what I used to do on a different one was take them out, bang them down a little bit, then clean underneath, get all that grease out. And so if anything did fall off that brush, it's going to fall down and you won't have it within your cook um, the next day or the next time you use it. So uh, for sure, uh, any other uh, so, well, we got some other tips here real quick. Um, if you're doing your charcoal, you're doing your briquettes or anything like that, what do you recommend as far as storage of those charcoal bags? Or what, Do you keep them in the garage? Do you keep them inside? Do you think it's safe outside? What do you think? Uh, mine are always stored, stored outside. Um, now, if they're brand new, unopened bags, you know, I kind of keep them in the garage. Um, but when, after I use them, I'll leave them outside, um, just kind of keep them away from them being wet. If you want to get you like a metal can, um, you can, I know like, uh, they'll sell like Walmart or Ace Hardware will have the, like the kind of like Tupperware type deal. Um, you can put charcoal on there, um, you know, wh whatever you want. If you have an old metal trash can, you know, use that metal trash can uh, just make sure it's cleaned out um, go buy a new one I, like i said i always use just leave it in the bag just close it up real good and put it you know under a table just so, just to kind of away from everything um you know because um, you know you know how the backyard is it, it'll get rain halfway up there so it's kind of have it you know sitting under a table close to the house Right. So know your backyard, basically, or whatever. Uh, keep it. Definitely, you want to keep these things. If you have small children, like I, you know, Eden gets into everything now. She's at that stage. She's curious. So if you have kids, keep it. Definitely keep the stuff away from the kiddos, uh, for sure. So know your surrounding areas when you're out there uh, to be safe on there, for sure. Um, but, I mean, I could ask you what favorite meat would be to cook, and I know it's going to be probably brisket or fajitas or something like that um, from shore. But you definitely, like I said, use our spices, 
or whatever spice you prefer. Try it twice. Definitely try those different ones out there because there's so many great ones that are out there um, that people are using on the competition trail. And I think what I think it was Greg that said it best, or it might have been the, the the one that they had it, but I think it was Greg that said the barbecue burger. What you cook in the backyard is not going to be what you cook at the cook-offs. It's going to be kind of two different kind of cooks. You agree with that? Yep. Yeah, there's sure. the way I look at it, there's three three different types of barbecues. There's backyard barbecue. There's, uh, you know, catering, restaurant-style barbecue, um, you know, that you get at a restaurant, you know, like Snows, Franklin's, Hurtado's. Uh, whatever the you know whatever the restaurant may be, um, or if you're ordering from BigSlingsBarbecue.com, um, and then of course there's competition style. There's different levels of it. Backyard style is more you know um, traditional, maybe salt and pepper, a little kind of you know very little seasoning. Um, you know people will kind of go you know heavy on the seasonings. They'll use you know competition rubs on it. You know, whatever you want, uh, you know, that's kind of backyard is, you know, mainly kind of salt, pepper, uh, feeding you and your family. You know, if we're going to say, hey, we're having a barbecue, that's kind of, you know, backyard style. Um, you know, then you got your catering, restaurant style. That's there for you to, you know, to impress. Um, some will do salt and pepper, but you're, you know, looking at a lot more work going into it. So if you're looking at a brisket. Uh, backyard versus restaurant is backyard little trimming. Restaurant style is more trimming more of it off to get the perfect slice on each slice versus competition style. We're trimming everything off just for turning. So we're not cooking to feed anybody. When I'm Trimming the brisket, I'm not looking at, okay, how much am I going to have? How much can Junior or Chelsea eat? I'm looking at how many, how big can I get this brisket or how little can I get it for those seven to nine slices? That's what I want. That, you know, four, five, six inches long, that's, you know, how I want that brisket. That's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at anything else besides that. So we're trimming a lot of it off. And a lot of people get confused on it, you know. Backyard, you know, they'll try to do backyard stuff for, for competition, and you can't. You can try to do competition style, and, you know, for home cooking, and, you know, family may not like it because you're putting more effort, more stuff into it. So there is different levels. You have to know, know it. Um, definitely work your way up, especially if you're trimming a brisket, you know, work your way up to, you know, that restaurant style, catering style type stuff. And then you can get into the competition style because that's where you're going to be able to kind of gradually get into it versus just kind of diving right into it and getting, you know, trying to trim a brisket for competition and messing up. So kind of gradually get there and then you'll get that perfect trim brisket and you're like, oh my goodness, this is, this is the game changer. <laughs> For sure, for sure. 
Uh, that's the key. I think you're, you said it best. Know what it is, but know your audience, too. Yeah. I mean, you're right, because you, people will go. You will have teams at, at a competition that are cooking for them there, and then they're cooking for the masses on it. As we've done it where we've cooked uh, – you've done it where you've cooked a brisket for just a competition, and then you've sat there and cooked for your catering job that you had to deliver that night, uh, or that we were – I think mom and dad went and delivered it one time. Uh, so, you, But you cooked those – you trimmed and cooked those briskets two totally, completely different ways. Um, it wasn't that we were just going to cook enough and then – Here's the leftovers. No, because uh, that's what I tell people when people are like, hey, let's come and hang out. We'll try, we each we get to eat the food. OK, but we're not going to guarantee. But nobody touches it until we've turned in the box. That's kind of our rule of thumb uh, there uh, is nobody touches it till we turn it in. Once we've turned it in, help yourself uh, <laughs> from there. So uh, definitely for sure. I think in the backyard um, you can kind of, you know, I've heard people like uh Chelsea's granddad Larry he doesn't like to trim it at all he doesn't believe in trimming it he thinks that's what uh is there but you can't get a real fatty one and expect the brisket to turn out right so it's kind of you got to trim it a little bit but maybe not as much as in one area as the other area so uh know your for sure know your know your audience um I think is a good one too on the seasoning um because you can't make it all spicy and then you have people that don't like spice and then they don't get to try your food and now they're bitter at you. So know your audience, know your thing, protect your grills, especially once the season, once the heat is up. <clears throat> One thing you started to do, and I don't know if you do it on purpose, but I've seen you a couple of times, you'll open your barrel smokers at a distance. Like if you're looking at it on YouTube, you'll see my arms stretch out. Why do you stretch your arm out, lean your head back? You worry bees might have made their way in there. No, it's because I've opened it sometimes, <laughs> and that you get that flame that kind of will come up at you. So you just kind of, I just kind of got in the habit of just kind of. <laughs> I'm talking the grills not even on. You're you're getting that smoker ready, and it's not usually it's your smokers, your smokers, and the grill he'll, he'll lean his head back. Maybe you're doing it the vato way, but uh, sometimes we have to kind of you want to try to sneak that. You know, that sneak peek before that door comes all the way off. <laughs> and that is true, though. But that is true. Be careful because make sure you close those grills because the bees and the wasps will look for any place they can that's going to get them out of the, the shade. You don't like the heat. They don't like the heat neither. So be careful. I have seen it on other on videos where they will be just like, boof. So, uh, and the bees will be there. So, and you've had, you've got no choice, but either knock it down or light the fire and let the fire do, let, let the fire draw them out. But, uh, so be, be safe, have fun out there when you're cooking. Uh, and of course you're going to throw down some good barbecue. You can invite us cause we are all about the barbecue. Uh, any other tips or tricks for them when they're doing a back, when it comes to backyard cooking? Uh, no tips that I can think of. Um, definitely, I you know I posted posted the question on Facebook page of Liam Nesco Bigs and his barbecue uh, was if you had backyard barbecue questions, uh, ask them. You know, so, so definitely if you listen to this and you want you have a question, uh, ask it. You want intro here on the podcast? Uh, we may definitely try to set up, uh, you know, like a panel, uh, maybe like once. 
once a month or something talk, and talk about, you know, various meats and how to kind of help each other out, um, you know, help those backyard folks, you know, raise their game. Uh, you know, so definitely if that's something you're interested in or so maybe you're interested in being on it, uh, you know, hit us up, let us know. Um, we will see what we can do. We'll try to work something out. You may go live on it. You never know. So stay tuned for that, it. That's a great idea. A panel on it, and where we get different cooks from around the United States. I mean, you could definitely get. Uh, I can think of a couple of up, up, up north that would do it, and you got you got the one in uh, North Carolina, and all this. You can settle debates. Uh, for for sure, I think that's a heck of an idea. I think we need to do that uh, for sure, uh, and definitely. So, but keep those questions rolling, and keep them about anything. I mean, we don't talk about um, like we're talking the outside. We talk Weber kettles. We talk grills. We didn't talk big green egg. Uh, some people ask questions on it. I'll be honest with you, we don't know that much about it. I have uh, Larry Chelsea's grandfather has one that he won a contest, and he's still learning. Some, tick, some tips and tricks on it where he had the fire going up there and he cooked a brisket in four hours. Uh, Johnny Mags knows the people that have uh, the big green eggs. I think he may even have one. So if you have a question, send it to us. We will send it off to somebody, an expert, somebody that has a big green egg that uses it and we'll get you those answers. Uh, if we need to have them video it to show you, we will have them video it and show it to you. Uh, because it's like they, every, we always say it all the time here in the barbecue committee, we are a big family uh, and we are trying to get everybody. We all want to go to the top. Who doesn't want to be at the top? We want our rubs and sauces to be up at the top, but we want to take everybody that wants to go with us. If you want to hop on the train and you want to hop on with us, come on with us bring your product we'll br we'll promote it we'll bring yours hey, and we'll do it from there uh we'll, t we'll go to the top we'll take you with us or, or vice versa um but we'll, we'll all support each other so any questions hit us up hit myself up junior salinas or randy salinas or of course you can post it on damn that's good with big salinas on facebook or any social media site uh or the website big salinas barbecue.com hey i got a question on this and boom, we will get that answered for you. Uh, if we can do it live on the podcast, or maybe what he's talking about, we will do it. But let's take a quick break. We'll be back with our final segment. You know what it's about when we're talking about outside, talking about around the pit. We'll be right back. The squatty potty, and he's never seen one before. He asked her, What's it? What is it? She says, It's a squatty potty. Go ahead and use it if you want to. And he, he doesn't necessarily know how to use it. So the first thing he thinks of to do is to step on it so he can take a leak and Um, and it's really awesome because it's Creed song, and who doesn't love Creed? It's fantastic. <laughs> I cannot stop laughing. So let's go now. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back here to the last segment, one of our favorite segments, 
that we like to do here is what we talk about around the pit from here. We've got a lot we could cover today. Baseball still no closer to any kind of decision. They are canceling games. It breaks my heart and it doesn't at the same time because I can listen to uh, the fan. I'm, I, I like listening to the fan in the afternoon. I can now listen to it without having to hear the Rangers lose. <laughs> I don't have any confidence in them. Um, they, yes, they. I want to see their new players. I want to see them in action. I want to see if they're going to be any good. But we can sign all the, the infielders we want. If we don't have anybody to keep the ball in the ballpark, it's not going to really matter uh, from there. But football is up and going. The season is officially over. Now the offseason is about to begin. Randy... Salinas, what are your thoughts here on the podcast of potentially losing Amari and Tank? Um, you know, one, if Tank don't want to take a pay cut, uh, then hey, that's that's your your prerogative. You have all the right to do so. Um, but being a diehard Cowboys fan, basically, you're telling me you. You're more about it than for on the for the money side versus, uh, hey, you know what? I'll take a pay cut, stay here with this team longer. Uh, you know, keep some of these guy, key guys around. Uh, maybe bring in a key guy on defense or offense to kind of help us get over that hump. Maybe possibly win a Super Bowl. Uh, but hey, if you if the Cowboys let them go, hey, they gotta let them go. Uh, Cooper, I don't think Cooper's not the problem. Um, I think when you paid him a hundred million dollars. Uh, just like you did Zeke, you sh- basically you got to stay with that horse. Uh, but it's like something we were talking, uh, you know, before we went to the rodeo, was when you paid all these guys this money, you knew down the road something was going to happen. And I just have to say, you know, we were wrong. And the good vibes, the good day for football podcast was also 100% wrong across the board. <laughs> Very well, we could be looking at. You know, what we said, okay, they were going to keep all three receivers. I said, you know, Gallup's the odd man out. And I'm looking like, nope, Cooper, you are the odd man out. Which I think is 100% wrong. I would concur. I concur. because, And we were wrong. We all said, we were all on the same podcast. We're doing a crossover talk when we did it. And we all said it would be Lamb and Cooper. There's just no way. Jerry invested this. Uh, a lot of it, I've been listening to the fan, listening to some the other stuff, and they said Jerry loves his draft picks. He loves the fact he can get Gallup for cheaper. And I said that as we were driving up, he can get Gallup for cheaper. Here's the problem, though. And they said, well, um, Amari hasn't been healthy. Amari hasn't been healthy. Gallup's missed more games than Amari. Gallup will make one or two wow plays a game. It's guaranteed. He will catch the ball kind of trap. The problem that I have with Gallup is will he be consistent when he's wide open to catch the ball? Amari can get the job done. They're saying now there's reports out there that Amari called Dak the black Kirk Cousins. Is he wrong? I've, I've been in a Facebook battle with the good, the good day for football thing that I think the next person that should be traded should be Dak. I think they paid way too much for him. He's overrated. He has a 
outstanding record against the NFC East. But against the rest of the National Football League, he's 14 and 20, something right around in there, if not worse than that. I was trying to find the exact stat here before we got on, but uh, uh, just we couldn't find it. But I know I saw one. This is 14 and 20 versus everybody else in the NFC. But and then it's like ridiculous amount of wins versus the NFC East. Uh, so. And it's probably close to I, – I just don't see – like I said, I'm not a big Dak person. I was early. Do you think Amari saved Dak career when before – remember year two, Amari was – Dak was sucking it up. They trade for Amari Cooper, and then his stats start going up. Do you think Amari saved Dak Prescott's career? I think for that first game, the first six games, what, of his Cowboy career – we're looking at the potential, okay, this is going to be great. Uh, and then, of course, you know, year after year, he's hit that mark, but it's kind of he's gone through those parts of where's, where's Cooper. I know we kind of said in some games, you know, where, uh, where's Cooper? Where's, where's Gallup? Are they on the field? Are they not, why are they not getting the ball? Um, mm-hmm. And when I kind of look at the stat, um, you shouldn't – a good receiver, when you think of your top paid guys, you know, whether it be Devontae Adams, you know, Hopkins, uh, Cooper Cup, those guys, how many times can you place it off the top of your head in a season that he's gone a game where he's been MIA or he's had three or four targets? And I think that's the issue is why and if i'm if i'm the owner or a general manager which in this case our case is the same person you have to kind of look at it as is it cooper is it the office coordinator is it Dak? and at the point i would be at is i would be you know what kellen moore you gotta go mark mccarthy this is your show you have to show me what you got if not you're gone because, um, you know, if he wants to get Sean Payton in, Sean Payton's going to call his own plays. So you might as well go ahead and pull the trigger now. L- lay the groundwork out there. Leave everything out there and says, you know what? You either win next year or you're gone. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, that may be what the code, what Mike McCarthy needs. Uh, but, you know, it hadn't happened yet. But this, this was I, the stat. This was the stat. It's all Vs. Fox Sports says Dak Prescott against the NFC East is a whopping sixteen and two, e- which is our division is probably easily the worst division in football. Yep. Against everybody else, he's fourteen and twenty. And like I told you before, we run a, if we played the NFC East, if we could manage to play the the. The Commanders, the Eagles, and the Giants in the playoffs, we beat we and have to play all three. We can be in Super Bowl. We get to the Super Bowl. And probably we'll probably lose Super Bowl because we got to play somebody else. He he doesn't perform in the big games. In the first three passes, if he's on the money, if he's hitting it, we're good to go. Yep. And you're right. We have said it. How, I can't tell you how many times we've said it on the, the games. Where's Gallup? Where's Lamb? Lamb, they didn't use Lamb near enough in the playoff game. 
Cooper, they didn't use near enough. When other people outside of the organization say, these guys disappear for it. But I can't believe we used our friend on a tight end. We used the franchise tag on a tight end. And instead of trying to make sure we can keep a guy, like should Tank Lawrence get $20 million? Probably not. But does he do a lot of things that don't register on the stat sheet? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does Amari do things? Does he still draw that double team? Yes. That lets Gallup have his numbers. Like I said, how do you take a shot on somebody that was as you're giving it somebody that's more injury prone and letting somebody that's not an Amari Cooper walk? I hate to have to agree with Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith on it, but I have to. The Cowboys, if we, if we break it all down and start to rebuild so we can be good in a couple years with some cap money or what? All they're doing is putting the same Band-Aid on the same injury. Well, they, I heard someone our, say, uh, I don't remember who it was. It may have been Dan Orlotsky or something on ESPN. Um, but there was, they said, if you pay a quarterback a lot of money, at some point, you have to start cutting guys. And when you take a look at the Seahawks, right, Russell Wilson, when they paid Russell Wilson, what did they end up doing? They, let their, they had to cut all their defense. You saw all those guys leave. What did you see after that when they started cutting the guys? They, haven't, they hadn't been relevant since. Same thing when you see every other team, when you pay a guy big money and you invest all this money into it, you're going to have to start cutting guys. Now, for the Cowboys, they started that ball when they paid Zeke. They kept it going when they paid Lawrence. And they just kind of, you know, bit the final bullet when they paid Cooper. And then you had no choice but to pay Dak because, you know, you already paid the other three. So if you let Dak walk, at that point, you're basically saying, well, we ain't got no quarterback. We're going to, you know, go with Cooper Rush. You know, who are we going to get? Which is at some point, it's going to have to be the team to be relevant has to have a quarterback like Tom Brady, like a Peyton Manning, that kind of quarterback that's just going to take you over the edge and make everyone better no matter who it is. Uh, and who's that next quarterback? We don't know. No, but the one, thing I did, the one thing I did see on Facebook just now uh, that uh, – and I don't think we've seen it yet, but Jerry Jones, 26 years ago, keep in mind, this man's 79 years old now, okay? We're talking about 26 years ago at age of 53, pulled a one-nighter, got it in, and so-called may have a, another daughter? He has turned around and is suing Jerry Jones. It's on Facebook right now. It says a woman sees Dallas Cowboy owner Jerry Jones saying he is the father. So Jerry Jones may have another kid. Uh, wow. so just more drama, you know. You know, Cowboys we always got to stay in. We'll stay with the drama. We got to stay somewhere. Stay in the, we got to stay in. It. But you know, there's a lot of you know news going around. You know, Russell Wilson being traded to the the Broncos. Wentz being traded to. Uh, the commanders, he's going to be a commie now. The commies, uh, he's coming back to the NFC East. 
Okay. But that's going to be a fun matchup. I that's what? the one I'm going to be able. To, I want to see is the is Washington Commanders versus the Philadelphia Eagles. When we have that week one on national television. You ain't lying. I'm tuning into that game. I'm tuning into that game. So in Philadelphia too, please. Here was the question. Um, they posed the question out there, and and I, uh, Godmother Linda Bustos, um, posed the question to the good uh, day for football family: Was uh, Aaron Rodgers worth the money he got? I said yes. She said, are you sure? He doesn't seem like a team player, not motivated. He's not very motivational, doesn't seem like a team player. You're right. Can't argue at those points. She's 100% correct. But as I posted to her, the man wins games. Jordy Nelson was his big-time star. Decided he going to leave. What did he do? Nothing. Randall Cobb, big time star, smart little slot receiver leads. What did he end up doing? He had a decent couple years here in Dallas, but it, nothing what he put up in Green Bay. All these receivers that leave, they don't put up the numbers without Aaron Rodgers. It's amazing how that works. Amazing how it works. So, yes, he's worth it. And he, yeah, did he lay an egg? In the NFC cha- uh, in the uh, NFC divisional round against the Niners, yeah, he had a bad game. It happens. Unfortunately, it happens. But is he worth that money? Absolutely. I was back in my mind as much as I don't like the man. I was kind of hoping Dallas would got him. But two hundred million dollars at his age, he, he's not worth that money. Brady won one at forty three. Why can't now? He's got to put up championships. That's the key. He Brady also had get him a. Brady also had a great defense, great offensive line. They brought in everybody. True, uh, true that. When true you're paying, and Green Bay is going to come through the same problem as the Dallas Cowboys are currently having when it comes to next year. Because uh, you had franchise tag Adams, you know, that connection is going to be great again next year as long as they can both stay healthy. But you're going to have to start cutting some guys. Um, so who are they going to – they're going to have to start – Finding guys to keep there in the future. Um, I w- if I was Green Bay, I would have just let him let him retire. Uh, even if he wanted to be traded, told you to be traded, you didn't have. You don't have to trade. You didn't have to trade him. You don't have. You didn't have to do nothing. Ada says, "You know what? You either going to retire, Green Bay Packer, or you're going to play for the Green Bay Packers. But either way, you're going to be a Packer." You don't want to come back. Guess what? We're gonna have you on a contract next year. You cave into a quarterback too much, just like we said about Demarcus Lawrence. When you give him everything he wants and they don't show up on Sunday, you're gonna find out. You're right. You're right. For sure. So we'll see. It's gonna be very interesting next next year for sure. We'll we'll see what happens. Here's something that's funny. Going back to Prescott here, and then we'll wrap up. <clears throat> they restructured his deal, so his, he was going to be a high cap hit. He's not going to be a high cap hit is this year. It's like twenty million or so, maybe even less than that. But his cap hit next year. Would you like to take a guess of how high it will be? 
think probably 50, 60 million. 49 million, mm -hmm. 52 the year out. In 2024 is when they have an out. They have a way they can get out of the deal. So we're stuck. And, and this is why I was telling you, we're, I truly believe the next three years, we will not, we will see all the Cowboys haters, Sneaky G and Stephen A. Smith and uh, Shannon Sharp and all these big time Cowboy haters. They're going to be gloating and laughing at the end of every season because I don't think we're going to win Super Bowl. I don't care who head coach is. You, you, you hamstring even Sean Payton, who people want, with no cap to sign anybody young. No, they're pulling. They're pulling the Texas Rangers. They're shopping at the Dollar General in the clearance bin, and it's just not going to work. We got to go young. We need to break it down. I believe and start over and just realize that Dak is not the guy. We should have let him walk and just. Yes, we might not have been this good, but we could have been in a better position to get somebody younger. That would have been better. Like people kept saying when Romo was a quarterback, remember, he's that's why he was an undrafted person. Okay, remember, this is why he was a fourth-round pick. Why he fell, because he thought he was God's gift of football. He, he This is the same man that was pulled over and told the cop, you don't know who I am, do you? That Prescott, the, the, the quarterback, when he got stopped for a DWI. A lot of people want to forget about that. He was also supposed to be his rookie year uh, on the practice squad. So he fell Correct. into not, not one, but two key injuries that year for him to make his run like, like he did. So he's been very, very lucky since he's been drafted. Um, you know, we've surrounded him by the talent. You know, I feel like Chris says, you know, he's got to have all this talent where you're going to, when they cut Cooper, you're going to find how really good he is without a really good key guy. Because uh, we saw it when he loses um, – Tyron Smith, that offensive line hurts. He gets sacked more. He gets hit more. He rushes it more. And, we, you know, it's hard for us to come back. When he loses key guys, what does he do? When you look at Tom Brady, when he loses key guys, what does he do? He continues to put his team in winning situation. Same thing and with Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Same thing with Joe Burrow. Uh, Russell Wilson from time to time. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. When you think of those top 10 quarterbacks, when a key guy goes down, they put their team in that situation to win a game. And if you're not so here, you can't say that, you can't write all those check marks about your quarterback. Maybe he's not that top if, 10 caliber. And this is my argument to Linda, too. It's like, in the, it, there's only two quarterbacks, maybe three right now. That I would say game on the line you want as your quarterback. That you know we still got a shot. Dak is not one of those three. He's not even in my top. He's not even in my top five of quarterbacks I'd want with the game on the line. I don't even know if I'd put him in. Maybe I could probably sneak him in the top ten. But right now it would be what? Aaron Rodgers would be your first one. Would be number one because next to Brady, he was it. If you leave him any time on the clock. He chunk, what was it? He had five, he threw it eight, almost 80, 70, 80 yards in Detroit. Yes, it was a Hail Mary, but he still completed. He still got credit for the win. He still got it there. You know, um, 
you might put Patrick Mahomes in that category because he, hey, he's got a cannon. He can't throw it. There's no. I'm not going to take that away from him. I just, I don't necessarily like the man. I'm not going to take it away from him. Jared Allen. Maybe okay. What he did it in there showed some some strengths, some things. You know, then you can kind of put. Uh, you know, Kyler has. Murray, you know, people aren't big on him. Yeah, he might be a diva or whatever, but what kind of player nowadays football isn't? But the guy has game-winning drives. The guy's got a cannon, too. We saw it live and in person in college. Um, you could name it, you know, Joe Cool. You're going to take Joe Cool before Prescott? I mean, there's a lot of people I would take with the game on the line before Dak Prescott. Can they get the job done? Because I truly believe a quarterback – that believes in himself and says, I can do this. You called that draw with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to say, okay, I'll give you the thumbs up. And then secretly in the huddle yes. say, forget them. We're going to do this. It's the same Tony thing Romo, with- that's why they got rid of Romo because Romo yeah. was doing that. Romo was audible out of it at the line of scrimmage and called what he wanted to call. And he had a lot of game-winning drives. Hey, people grip on Eli Manning. I had to look it up that Eli Manning had a lot of game-winning drives. Yes, but they both put themselves in positions to have those game-winning drives. Russell Wilson has won big games uh, doing it that way, not turning the ball over early in the games. Uh, I, I just don't see it. Like I said, I, if I hopefully I get proven wrong, if, and that's the case, that in the next couple of years we can win a Super Bowl with Dak as our quarterback, but I just don't see it. He's getting in his he's he'll be up in his thirties before you know it. Um yeah, his his first year he was supposed to sit and learn. Uh he didn't. He got the gift of uh an injury. He got that he got he was forced into that role. He performed, but hey, he had he had some talent. Yeah, now he could very well turn things around. It's kinda of like I told you, he needs he needs an offensive coordinator who is gonna set him up to succeed. If he indeed can't read a defense, your offensive coordinator should put him in a position to get to the line with plenty of time for you for you to be still be in his ear and say, hey, change to this, or hey, this man's open on this side. You've got one-on-one coverage on this side. You're leaving him with 10, 15 seconds for him to kind of read the defense. The defense changes, he, can't, he doesn't know what to do. Right. Versus, you know, those top quarterbacks, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have plenty of time. He's going to make the defense do what he wants. He's going to show one thing, audible into a different thing, and he's going to hit his open guy and make you pay for it. Um, same thing, you know, when we when Big Ben was in his prime. You know, there was games when we were in there, you know, you know the year that they played in Pittsburgh versus Dallas. In Dallas ah, you know, great Dallas game. Pittsburgh. You know, we were saying, you know, oh, crap. Ben, Big Ben's got the ball. This is that's game. You left him too much time, and what happens? You know, he Dak made made a believer out of us, and I think that's the the year we kind of we fooled ourselves. We needed right. to step back and say, wait a minute. But you know that <laughs> type of situation, you need to be able when that guy has the ball in, the, in his hands, you say, okay, this is it. This is the he's going to make you pay for leaving him fourteen seconds or whatever it is. But and that's it right there, and that's a true, true statement. I mean, yes, you know, he had 14 seconds, <clears throat> Mahomes had 13 seconds, 
and was able to lead them down the field, but he had three timeouts. So, but that's just it. You, 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 you have to leave these quarterbacks with zero. Dak has proven you can leave him three minutes and he still might not be able to get you down the field because of the babying that I think goes on with him because he can't read the defense. Hey, check down, check down, check down. He doesn't give the receivers a chance to open up downfield. Uh, that's what Mahomes does. That's what Rogers does. They scramble, they roll out, they let their receivers do what they're naturally capable of doing and that's getting open. But uh, And they make those other receivers better. Uh, Hardeman and all these other receivers that they have in Kansas City, if it ain't Tyreek Hill, they're not going anywhere and being a number one. They're not getting those kind of passes anywhere else, and they know it. That's why they can stay there. Uh, they're, they're smart in that regard. But uh, we'll see what this offseason's going to do. It is certainly moving the uh, NFC West with Wilson, Mahomes, uh, Carr, and uh, Herbert. That's a that's a, that's a bad that's a division. Tough, tough division. That's a tough division to win already. You had them. So, uh, but you know, somebody said it best too. Like you said, my whole thing with the breakdown is I looked it up. I did some research. The Rams, Super Bowl, got humiliated, didn't score a touchdown, broke it down, took it apart, slowly built it back up. Now they're def- now they're the defending Super Bowl champs. So, hey, maybe the Cowboys should take a lesson on it, break it down, build it back up and go uh, from there because uh, they have shown you the Rams shown you that having a first round draft pick really not that big of a deal if you go get the right player so there it is but uh, let's wrap it up Brandy what was your final thoughts of the episode uh, like always like I said you know just check us out all the social media sites uh, check out the barbecue store in Hipstead Texas you know visit them online uh, the barbecue store.com. Uh, if you have any questions, like I said, backyard questions, if you want to uh, interest in being on the panel, um, just to kind of help fellow cooks out with their backyard cook, backyard struggles, definitely let us know. Uh, if you haven't given our stuff a try, give it a try because you never know, we just may get hooked on big taste, big flavor, big sleeves. There it is. And of course, hit up if you have anything. You have some hats, you have a shirt, you have socks, shoes, underwear, whatever. Whatever you desire that you want to put your logo, your company name on, or whatever on it, hit up EM Specialties LLC. Talk to Autumn Williams. She will help you out. She will walk you through all the process. She will help take your business to that next level with all the products, apparel you need. Uh, Like I said, they're local here in Rockwall, Texas, so you... You know, you're not going to pay a lot even to have something shipped. Or maybe you can go pick it up at the store. Not sure. But uh, definitely go hit them up for all your needs for your logo. That's emspecialtiesllc.com. Uh, and, of course, like you said, when you're out there grilling, you're outside, you're with the family, you're doing, you're making that barbecue, especially with barbecue season coming up. Yeah, well, it's already here. Let me rephrase that. It's already here in Texas. It's all year round. Wow, with the graduations coming up, hit us up for the catering needs. But when you're out there grilling, out there just grilling some hot dogs, hamburgers, whatever for the family, do it with love, do it with passion, and we will see you down the road. Uh, the original five levels are big, healthy, husky, fluffy, and damn. People ask, what could be bigger than damn? <laughs>